So if you're restricted at home, as you know, many of us have been through 2020, or if you're uh, physically restricted as my mother was, you can also escape that restriction through your thoughts and your subconscious, you know, much like what dreams are. I mean, how many times do we wake up and we're hot and sweaty from running from the bear, you know, the proverbial thing that was chasing us. And so we're like, boy, am I glad that's over, you know, so your body does react to that. And so you can get a lot of the feel good chemicals simply by thinking about those times and places. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 37 of Be More Well. My guest today is master hypnotherapist Kimberly Friedmutter, and we're going to be talking about the subconscious. But first, Be More Well is a wellness-focused podcast hosted by me, Jeff Sapier. Now, what do I know about wellness, you might be asking yourself? I'll tell you, almost nothing. But that's exactly why I started this podcast. I wanted to talk to people from all across the wellness spectrum, doctors, athletes, musicians, moms, dads, everyone who has a story to tell about how they found mindfulness and wellness in their life. Ultimately, my goal here is to provide you with some information and some inspiration that will help you be happier, be healthier, be less stressed, be more mindful. Really, I just want you all to be more well. One thing I've noticed over the last few years as I've started to learn more about the wellness community is that there is a cure for everything. Seriously, headache? Oh, well, there's an essential oil for that. Stomach ache? Try this kombucha. Are you overweight? Welcome to the library of fad diets, each with their very own doctor telling you why their plan is better. There's a saying that goes something like, if you're looking for something, you're probably going to find it. Meaning if you've set your mind on finding a uh, cure, if you will, for whatever ails you, you'll likely find it from somewhere. But do we really need all of that? A lot of those things are crap. Let's be honest. We all know that. With every good intention person, there is a line of scam artists just looking to capitalize. And look, I've been there. I'm guilty of this myself. I've talked a bit about this on the podcast if you've listened to earlier episodes. But after my 35th birthday, I felt like my body gave up on me. Despite eating what I thought was right and exercising regularly, I was putting on weight like crazy. I felt tired and terrible all the time. So I did what any reasonable person does. I went on the internet. <laughs> now, some sites said my stomach issues were due to lack of acid. Some said there was too much acid. Some sites set me down a holistic path and others said I needed real medical attention. In the end, the biggest culprit was, well, me. My body was in fight or flight mode all the time due to work stress. And that got even worse as I started to stress about my health. I also found out that I'm genetically predisposed to certain things not working the same in my body as they do in others. So what does this all have to do with today's interview? Well, I had a chance to speak with master hypnotherapist Kimberly Freemutter. You may be familiar with that name. I know I've seen her on Bravo and E, and I know she's done a lot of work with the stars. But I wanted to talk to her about her book, Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. One of the big things we talk about is how our subconscious holds so much power in how we feel. One thing we discuss is how people always look to the outside sources to help change their mindset or health, but instead, those answers could be found within. There's so much power in your subconscious, and we're going to talk about how you can unlock that and bring out your full potential. Now, before I give you this conversation with Kimberly Friedmutter, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to Be More Well on whatever platform you're listening on right now. That way you'll be notified of all the new episodes that come down the line. I'd also love it if you would rate and review the show so the podcast powers that be know how we're doing. And you can find us on Instagram at Be More Well Podcast. I try to put some inspirational content up there as well. That's the best place to reach me too. So shoot me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions, comments, or even suggestions for future guests. I love this. I want to hear what you guys 
want to learn more about. I mean, Be More Well is a project that I selfishly started for myself, but I'd love to bring on guests for topics that you want to learn more about yourselves. Uh, Kimberly, it is so great to talk to you. I've really enjoyed this book that came across my desk here, Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. Well, thanks for having me. You know, it, it was a real thrill to write the book and now it's out in paperback and having positioned it as a manual, I love it because now it can go in the bottom of any backpack or the bottom of your purse, your <laughs> office desk drawer, or in your case, your desk drawer, wherever. And um, yeah, so it's great that it's out on paperback. It's easier to use that way. Uh, before we dive into this, and I think the timing is really interesting because uh, a lot has changed in the world since your book initially came out. Um so I'm sure there's a lot of different ways we can look at it. But before we dive into it, I want to talk about you just a little bit because you are a master hypnotherapist. Now, I would love to hear a little bit more about what that means because I, I just, you know, I, I've heard of, you know, hypnotizing and all that. But I'm, I'm curious what a master hypnotherapist is all about. Well, it means I've mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just really good at it. And you can too, right? <laughs> With the simple purchase of That's some funny. kind of power, you can too. So you could be a master self-hypnotist yourself. No, it's really about, about studying and degrees and certifications and all those things. But, you know, the, the key thing and what's so funny about it is like a lot of things in life, you know, as you get these titles and you get this these honors and whatnot, and it really is a matter of being a specialist of your own subconscious. And then you might ask, well, what is the subconscious? You have consciousness, which is your main thinking frame of, you know, how I get through my day and my calendar keeper. But underneath that sub is your subconscious, which really is the you inside of you. So what makes you, you. And so that's your emotions, your thoughts, your beliefs, your fears, your addictions, your all those things. You have to take the good and the bad. Sure. It's you know, it's all things included. And, um, you know, the part of us that makes us individualized and makes us as special as we are. So that was the part of the brain that I really wanted to get into. Um, you know, some people who take it and think of it as more of a woo-woo thing. It's absolutely not. It's very well studied and steeped in science. And you can look that, you know, on your own time, look that up. But it's really fascinating because that's the part where you can change and create new behaviors. So if you have behaviors that you want to disappear, great, let's do that. If you have, you know, maybe um, enhanced performance or, you know, you want to take up something new, all learning is steeped in the subconscious. I mean, it's, it's really the place to be in the brain. The subconscious is really a fascinating thing. I mean, the things that you can almost trick your mind into thinking as well are it's just it's just amazing when you really dive into that subject, how much you can accomplish by working with the subconscious. Right. And it's more of a changing your mind as opposed to tricking sure. it because what happens is the our perspective is really everything about our day. Do you wake up with, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's time to get up? Or do you wake up with, oh my gosh, I'm so glad it's time to get up? <laughs> you know, that's two different perspective shifts that are going to depend on how your day goes. And so there is a certain amount of programming that can happen to to get on that train of thought, you know, literally like a muscle that you would exercise, except for the fact that trance, which is the state of relaxation, the mm. state of hypnosis, uh, mesmerization, um, transfixation, all of those things are what's considered trance. Trance is a natural state that we are wired to achieve. 
continually. If you remember the last time you drove and you forgot how you got there, <laughs> you didn't even think about it, right? Or you hopped in, the, you know, opened up the refrigerator to get something to eat and you don't even remember what you were hungry for. All of those moments are where we slip into naturally trance. Also, when right before you go to bed and you feel that floaty feeling, you know, actually sleep is like the deepest trance you can be in. What other, what other kind of situation could you imagine where people are bipedal and we're walking and then all of a sudden a certain time of day comes and we just fall over and we go into this trance state of sleep? I mean, that's fascinating, yeah. you know, for, for a, a biological, biochemical creature. And so that shows you how important it is. And then another thing is like when you daydream, you know, that's the perfect example of trance. You're just out, you know, zoning out. Literally, you don't think about it consciously. Oh, I think I'm going to daydream now. And you don't think about coming out of it consciously. It's just something that happens to us. And it really is what attaches us. It's that linear thread to our greatness. It's interesting because, you know, we're always brought up to think of daydreaming as being a bad thing. But what you're saying is it's quite the opposite. 100%. And the best thing you can do as a parent or a mate or watching anyone daydream is let them be. They're attaching to greatness. This is where our epiphanies come from, our aha moments, that our aspirations, our inspirations, things that are bigger than us. If you look through history, and it's so easy to Google who, what greats, what historical greats have used hypnosis to achieve, you'll find, um, you know, Mozart writing his orchestrations that through trance and hypnosis, you'll find um, Einstein, you know, all the greats you used it. And I'm sure that that was before the teacher was tapping the blackboard saying, you know, Albert, Albert, get your mind back in the room. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to teach him, right? His greatness was beyond us. His greatness was out there and everyone's is. Yeah, it's pretty, it's really interesting. I became a parent a couple of months ago and I've been hypersensitive, thank you. I've been hypersensitive to just trying to make sure I do the right things to help her grow uh, to be the best version of herself. Again, it's been two months, so I'm not expecting much uh, to this point. But one thing, <laughs> I, I keep reading about the idea of play and even daydreaming kind of falls into this, in my opinion anyway. Um, it, it's so important to a child's growth to learn that it's okay to be creative. It's okay to play. It's okay to have these daydreams uh, because some people just want to you know, immediately start feeding the child with information and like, oh, we got to make sure that you're smart. But your brain grows so much differently when you are being creative and you are thinking in that subconscious. There's a tremendous amount of learning and play. In fact, that's the way that animal, the animal kingdom uses play to teach their animals or to teach their young. And so not only is it important, it's mandatory and required because through play, we learn the do's and don'ts. So here's what I have to say about a two month old is they come in with their greatness. So just don't unlearn her. Okay. <laughs> comes in with more information and more power than you could ever believe. You know, we think that things are small, have less value, or we think that things are small, you know, like a small, whatever, you know, in life, big seems to have grandeur. If you look at big gulps and you look at how we serve ourselves now, I'm working on a health book next. And so my mind is always crowded <laughs> to health. But when you look at, you know, big does not mean better. And small people pack a punch in the information that they have to share with us. So you can learn from her equally. And again, through play, watch how she does it. But what's interesting, and I don't know if you've had a chance to read the book, but what's interesting is my um, chapter in there about Tonkas and Tutus. When she's eight or they're about eight, so say six to 11, 
That time period is before she learns to play well with others, where she becomes incredibly selfish. She becomes very, you know, everything's me, 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 me. That's the state you really want to focus on and kind of leave her alone during that period, because that is, that is the truth of who we are that we carry through life. And what I mean by that is we're all really just stuck at eight. We don't progress past then. The subconscious stays about there in its truth. So for example, I will play nice with you, but don't take my stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, because then we have to have a little talk and we have a problem. And because I'm an adult and you're an adult, we might play it differently and we may not, but deeply inside of us, we still feel that way. And so just really celebrate who she is at eight and let her be, because that's who she will continue to be through her adulthood. I'll have to make sure I look for that in the book. I did start reading the book, but we I, I kind of booked this interview last minute, so I haven't had a chance to finish the entire thing. Uh, what I've been reading so far, though, is really interesting, and I'm glad that we set this up. But one thing I do want to talk about you uh, talk about with you as well is, you know, over the last year, I think a lot of people during the pandemic have started to put a little more emphasis on their mental health, and I've found that meditation seems to be something that a lot of people are are, are driving to, are coming to. What is the difference between, say, meditation and what we're talking about here with the subconscious? Well, thanks for asking because you're absolutely right. No time at no time has mental health been more on the forefront than it is now and mental health awareness and the acceptance and all of that for which I'm grateful. You know, it's time. And sometimes it does take something like this to, to you know, let that cream rise to the top. But what happens is we, we have become uh, internal when really we were primarily external in the sense that we were out and about, we were very conscious. The whole impetus of writing the book was to turn up that volume of the subconscious to at least match the sound and the cackle of the conscious critical thinker. And so what happens with meditation and meditation is a nice broad term, but meditation really starts like all protocols start that are internal, which is, you know, close your eyes and go within. So start to feel the interior of you as opposed to being attached to the exterior of you. The next thing with meditation is to focus on the breath and push thoughts a bit at bay or aside. Hypnosis and trance is actually easier, dare I say, and more accessible because you don't have to try to keep thoughts at bay. In fact, we're welcoming them in. Hmm. Trance state is that daydream. It's letting thoughts flow through like clouds. It's literally going with the flow. It's allowing the stream to carry you. There's no swimming involved. There's no paddling upstream involved. There's nothing to try to do. I know a lot of people um, meditate and I know a lot of people that struggle with meditation in the sense that it's very hard for them to quiet their mind. With trance and hypnosis, albeit so similar, we're actually letting that be easier. We're sitting and we're letting the thoughts come. We're letting it happen because that's where your aha moments are. I don't wanna be relegated to what I, Kimberly Friedmetter, can think in my thoughts. I want external input. I want, and by that, I don't mean critical mind consciousness. I mean out there. I mean aha moments, epiphanies, aspirations, and inspirations. I want the Netherland to be coming to me. I want that other channel to be dialed in. So that's what we're looking for with hypnosis, that imaginative, creative, all, all thoughts welcome. I've seen the, the phrase zoning in versus zoning out. Um, yes. mentioned when talking about your book. And I, I feel like what you just said is a perfect description of that right there. 
Exactly that. Meditation is zoning in, keeping thoughts at bay, focusing on the breath. This is zoning out. I want you out of it. You know, it's actually the state that most people seek with drugs and alcohol or shopping or any kind of addiction is that they just want to be elsewhere. And so this is that state that most people create by using either substance or, you know, poor time management or whatever that thing is that ails you. That's usually what you're after is more trance state. I'm glad you mentioned that, actually, because it might not be exactly the same, but I feel like as humans, we're always looking for the next best thing to help us get to where we want to go. And we kind of forget about all the tools that we already have at our fingertips. You know, we'll we'll go online and we'll try to find the best new, I don't know, diffuser that's going to help us, you know, really focus on our lives or whatever. But meanwhile, there's a way that we could just, you know, like what you're saying is we can daydream and really start to hone in on that subconscious and really help us. It's so interesting that we we look for something else to get us there without actually doing it ourselves, if that makes sense. Right. We're trinketizing, I call it. Oh, trinket- <laughs> I like that. Trinketizing. Yes. You, you heard it here. So yes, trinketizing is where, again, that volume on that outside consciousness is turned up so high that, you know, if you shave right, if you drive right, if you blow your hair right, or, you know, you do all these things right, then you'll achieve this happiness. And, and while I don't want to underestimate the power that we have within us, let that be your newfangled thing. Let that be, because now, you know, it's, it's really neat, especially with Tom Brady recently, you know, I go to sleep at nine, I wake up at five, all these things, you know, we want to know what those people of excellence know. And I'm here to share with you that Martha Stewart has to say, Kimberly and I share the same philosophy, often the teacher, always the student. Jennifer Hudson has to say, Kimberly inspires women to be better versions of themselves. Mike Tyson has to say, for anyone who needs to ignite the champion within, I urge you to read Kimberly's words of wisdom. Library Journal, an enlightening read for those willing to dismiss cynicism for insight into self-sabotaging obstacles. The whole thing, and the list goes on and on and on. I've got NFL Hall of Famers. I've got U.S. Secret Service. I've got um, Academy Award winners responding about this book. And what happens is that is the newfangled. It's like old, the old mind of that thing, you know, reptilian brain. <laughs> you can go back that far and you can say, wow, this book is a handbook of how to use your most magnificent trinket you'll ever, 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 you know, pay attention to. So yes, aromatherapy, great oils, all that kind of thing, diffusers, you know, anything that shines and, and does bump in the night. Great. But the thing is, is that you've got it. And so this manual simply helps you. And, you know, we're into biohacking now, like yeah. I was saying with Tom Brady, what does he eat? What does he drink? We look at high performers like who I just mentioned from my book. And, you know, it's fascinating because we want to know what those outliers, what those trailblazers are doing. We want a piece of that. And that's also very much in our internal wiring, our internal GPS is to follow the leader. And these are our societal leaders. And now, of course, Tom Brady being our physical and societal leader to us, let's biohack the living daylights out of that brain of ours, because that's where it's at. And actually, a lot of these things, you know, no caffeine and this and that, no sugar, no uh, salt, no uh, olive oil. I'm not sure why the no olive oil, because I know he follows uh, Steve Gundry's way of eating and olive oil is a big part of that, Dr. Gundry. But the thing is, is that um, I, now with our big biohack, the best thing you can biohack, think Elon Musk is the brain. Yeah. No, for sure. I, uh, I'm escape- his name has escaped me right now, but the gentleman behind Bulletproof um, always talks about biohacking. That's his big 
his big thing. And he says, he's like, I want to live to be the oldest person ever. He's like, if I can live forever and figure out a way to do that, I'm going to yeah, do it. Yeah. And it is interesting because, yeah. you know, you talk about Tom Brady and as a lifelong Patriots fan, obviously I'm very familiar uh, with Tom Brady, but it, it's interesting. I think a, a common thing that, you know, the everyday person will say, well, sure. It's easy for Tom Brady to go ahead and do this because he's making millions of dollars a year. His wife is also very wealthy. They do not have to worry about it. They've got trainers and and chefs and cooks. But what they're doing is not outrageous. Yes, maybe their money affords them the ability to have somebody help them in the process, but it is things that we can do. Like you just ran down this list, you know, getting rid of sugar, uh, getting rid of caffeine. These are doable things that everybody can jump on and take advantage of. Well, they're actually not dues. Oh. <laughs> it's even easier than doing. They're yes. not dues. Don't do this. Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's how easy it is. Yeah. Is that it has nothing to do with with lifestyle and ability. It really doesn't because, and when I say lifestyle, meaning the ability to you know do special things because of money or location or access or whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, when you look at look wealthier the wealthier the person the more ability to do everything so even more difficult to not do those things sure. you know i mean when you figure how nice it is to have a butler hand you you know with beautiful crystal and china breakfast in the morning in bed but the thing is is it's a not do the not doing sugar the not doing sodium the not doing all these things and so there is no excuse to not do these things if that's the result you want to achieve I mean, I was laughing with my husband this morning because I had a, an early uh, media morning. And so I said, oh, you know, coffee. And I said, Tom Brady would not approve. And we started laughing. And he said, yeah, but, you know, you don't have to worry about someone, you know, hitting you because you have a ball in your hands. <laughs> I said, yes, exactly right. So coffee will be okay. I can integrate caffeine back in, you know. So we had a giggle about it. But it really is about that life that you want for yourself. I'm telling you, there's not a more selfish self-help book on the market than this, because it's not about your child, your neighbor, your mate, your colleague, it's nothing but you. Your brain is highly individualized, your dreams are highly individualized, and then how you wanna fortify your body. Like I said, I'm working on a health book from the neck up, you know, so basically it's it's mind over body, but still health, um, health centric. And the idea is that you want that mind to guide the body, the body's just the train and the mind is the conductor. So the book we're talking about here is Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. Uh, Kimberly, I've heard you say before in a previous interview uh, that brain science has found that we're very much driven by perception. And I'd like to get into that for a little bit here, just because I think perception is a really big thing that people undervalue. It's everything. And thank you again for asking. Your questions are so good. I'm trying here, Kimberly. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I'm impressed. I mean, I do a lot of these, I got to tell you. It's like really, really very refreshing. I mean, you're making me have to think about some things too. That's nice. So the idea is that what you perceive is your reality. So, I mean, literally when people show up in my office, in my private practice, I listen to their perspective, hence their perspective and viewpoint POV of the world. And that's where I actually get the meat 
to have that hypnotic session with them is what truths are real truths and facts and what are not truths that they've taken on as such like oh um you know i have to do this because my mother did it or oh you know i'm this way because my father was oh it's in my dna i love dna science right now you know and all of that information about the gut being the second brain and about how uh flora and fauna within us <laughs> Are, are really in control of us and control our thoughts. And so brain science is really exploding right now. And I love that because we're seeing that our perspective is also biochemical. So if you don't feel good, what happens? Cranky. If you're hungry, that's what happens. Hangry, you know, all of these things. And so your day is completely orchestrated. Not only the past of the day, but the future of your day is orchestrated by your perspective and your point of view on what's going to happen. And that ties into the subconscious a lot too. I know I had a, a doctor talk to me one day about, um, you know, imagine the one place where you feel the most comfortable. And for me, I just had this picture of being on a mountain uh, in the wintertime, you know, snowboarding. And she's like, just really, really hone in on everything about that picture, the smells, the feels, the everything, you know, keep your eyes closed. And, and you can you can make your brain feel like you're really there. You know, it's really, it's, it's interesting, you know, kind of circling back to the subconscious thing we were talking about earlier, how you can create this perception and turn that into your reality for a period of time. Yes. And you would find if you, you know, had some biohacking equipment with you, you'd find that your heart rate goes up. You'd find that, you know, in case, well, I'd say if you were actually snowboarding sure. um, in your thoughts, if you were snowboarding in your thoughts, your heart rate would go up. If you were sitting, imagining snowboarding, you know, or sitting there enjoying the scenery, um, it may have the opposite and relax you. However, all of those things, adrenaline, all those things, the body does react. My mother was a quadriplegic for the last nine years of her life. And so in order to get her out of the house and out of the chair, we did that with her, her thoughts. And, you know, you absolutely, not only just memories, but conjuring things, things that you, you know, maybe didn't physically experience conjuring what that idea might be. So if you're restricted at home, as you know, many of us have been through 2020, or if you're uh, physically restricted as my mother was, you can also escape that restriction through your thoughts and your subconscious, you know, much like what dreams are. I mean, how many times do we wake up and we're hot and sweaty from running from the bear, you know, the proverbial thing that was chasing us. And so we're like, boy, am I glad that's over, you know, so your body does react to that. And so you can get a lot of the feel good chemicals simply by thinking about those times and places. Well, Kimberly Freebutter, this book is great. Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. Uh, if people want to find out more information, they can check out the book. But also, I heard you've got a podcast that's coming our way here, too. Yes, I certainly do. So the podcast is called Kimberly and the Queen. And most people know the Queen as the Queen of Versailles, Jackie Siegel, okay. who's married to David Siegel, the owner of Westgate Resorts. And they had a documentary out a few years back called The Queen of Versailles. And she is hilarious. She lives down in the Orlando area and in Vegas. She splits her time between the two. And the podcast is put out with Las Vegas Magazine and it's Las Vegas centric, although it's available everywhere and on all platforms. But we interview high performers in town. So for example, we have NFL, um, you probably know Jonathan Ogden, oh, sure. uh, Hall of Famer, yeah, Baltimore Ravens, yeah. former player, and Jennifer Harmon, who is a two-time World Series of Poker champion player. 
Um, we interview a lot of really interesting dynamic people in town. So it's Vegas centric. You know, we have, we're where everybody comes to play, right? <laughs> so we're, we're basically everybody's backyard for 2.3 days. And so, um, and you know, everybody leaves with a warm feeling about it, but there's a lot of real uh, rich history here. And there's a lot of really, you know, interesting performers and, and residents here. So we're looking forward to that. I think that it's launching in March now okay. is my understanding. And so that'll be a lot of fun, but for the main part, you know, it's a lot of what I do because Jackie has a very full life. She, you know, she's had eight children. She, <laughs> She has her career. She's written a couple of books herself. And so it's really very funny. If, if you don't know her, look her up because she's hilarious. And the two of us, it's pretty interesting stuff. It's visual and audio, you know, it's okay. both. It's, yeah, so it's really neat. But as far as the book goes, you know, grab it anywhere online. Now is the perfect time. And again, it's in paperback. So it's like the perfect, perfect time to really get familiar with yourself. And I think there's a lot of insights that you'll find having to do with how you might have felt during COVID. You know, some relationships broke up, <laughs> some relationships were formed. We had so many different epiphanies and aha moments that it'll really tie things nicely together for you from that period as well. Oh my gosh, the amount of feelings and emotions that people have had over the last year. I mean, I think your book is a great way for people to really sit down and, and just, you know, take a deeper look and uh, and learn some things as they go. I mean, this last year, almost it's been almost exactly a year now since most things were shut down. Um, so it, it, it's just wild to think how long it's been. So I'm, your book is a great thing to dive into, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those things that is for everyone at every time in life. I have a 91-year-old father who read it, and he was amazed. And, and here he went through 91 years of his life. He's still living, but he went through 91 years thus far and had no idea of what he was capable of doing. He's actually wheelchair bound as well. And so it was very, very helpful for him. And then for kids, I mean, it's all appropriate. It's for any stage in life, it's for any gender. I mean, women admittedly like to claim, gender claim the subconscious. So we say women's intuition and things like that. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you that you have it too. And there's an interesting chapter on judgment, and that's about judging for ecology. Don't be afraid when you meet people or when you, you know, Skype with people or Zoom with people or whatever, to feel the ecology of them for you in the short term, in the midterm, and in the long term, because not everyone is for everybody at every time, right? And we've let that consciousness and that PC-ness of us, which is also great, but don't let it overrun that primal GPS of who's good for you now in the short term, the midterm, and the long term. It can save you years of paddling upstream in a relationship, work relationship, personal or otherwise, and you don't have to do that because you know what you know when you know it and you can feel people, you can feel through emails, you know, to say, oh, emails and, and texting and all that's so impersonal. You can read between the lines in every text and every email because it's a human, it's a human condition. It's a dynamic that we have that we can feel the intention behind things. And so don't be afraid to judge that. Well, Kimberly Friedmutter, uh, the author of Subconscious Power, Use Your Inner Mind to Create the Life You've Always Wanted. Thank you so much. Uh, the book is available, as you said, uh, anywhere really that you can buy books online. But Kimberly, is there a place that people can go to follow you and find out more information about what you're doing? Yes, absolutely. I send out a newsletter and that's at KimberlyFriedmutter.com and it's F-R-I-E-D. 
M-U-T-T-E-R. And then I'm also on social all over it at Kim Friedletter. Kimberly, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I'm looking forward to this next book you're working on too. Uh, Thank you so much. I'll talk to you then. Big thank you to Kimberly Friedbutter. If you want to check out her book, it is available wherever you get your books. And if you want to learn more about her, you can find her on social media or online at KimberlyFriedbutter.com. And a big thank you, especially to all of you for sharing some of your day with me and for listening to Be More Well. Until next week, be well.